Welcome to SUIL. This is our second podcast. This is my second podcast. Uh, it's a Shut Up, You'll Listen. I've got my co-host and, you know, also my Jamie, which uh, for this podcast, um, let's get, let's jump right into it. Uh, we're going to do four topics today, just kind of run through them, talk about them, have some fun with it and see where the SUIL podcast takes us. So, so this one, we're going to do the first topic, and the first topic is going to be, I'll let you take it. Uh, let me introduce myself first, I'm sorry. My name's Elias, welcome to SUIL. Let me let you introduce yourself here. I'm Joshua, everyone calls me Sun, though, you can call me Sun. Um, I basically run point on looking up stuff, verifying stuff over here, if you need anything. Um, I also am the like consistent personality and I'm also going to be here to like help out during the interviews and interview other folks on um, and so uh, I also run several of my own podcasts I'm also the co-founder of Monkey Mouth Podcasting with Elias um, and so you know I run several other businesses uh, I'm also a you know, single dad type chick so I got the whole dad, dad dog mm-hmm. also so like I got the 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 whole world on my plate, but um, yeah, having a lot of fun with it, man. Like enjoying every second of it. All right, so let's jump into the first topic. I'll let you take it away. Yeah, so I mean, the first topic that we had listed was that selective eating disorder. What's uh, what's the what's the current take on selective eating disorder out of Mikey? So uh, I caught a Vice uh, video, which really kind of pulled me in and made this really interesting. So apparently, selective eating disorder is a very small case number. Uh, so uh, he think he's like, you know, one of like, you know, five out of so many hundreds of thousands of people will have this selective eating disorder. And for him, it takes on a very uncomfortable relationship with macaroni and cheese where that's all he's been able to eat for 17 years. And he can't eat anything else but Velveeta shells and cheese and occasionally craft. But other than that, he won't eat it with bacon. He won't eat skillets. He won't eat hang- hamburger helper. What has that done to his asshole? I, well, you know, when Jesus I Jesus God, what is it? Does he ever shit? <laughs> when I was discussing this with uh with my family, just like kind of talking about oh it. Oh my God! She brought up the fact that how malnourished he is. He has to be supplementing with like multivitamins. He has to, right? I mean, he has to be. There's no way that he's actually surviving off that. <laughs> so he refuses to eat macaroni with bacon in it. He refuses to eat it with back with broth- broccoli in it. I he, will not eat a green green eggs egg. Was it? I, I will not eat. Yeah, I will not eat. Eggs and ham. Yeah, I will not eat eat it here or there or anywhere. Uh, so Jesus. his problem. He also, I think he has. Well, he it it stems from a psychological disorder because he also knows the difference when it's cooked in a different pan because the consistency is off. So there's a touch of like OCD in there and uh, so it's probably like, Aspergers. It's, so like it's got to be like. The right mac and cheese has to be the right mac bro. and it's cheese. It's got to be the right mac and cheese from the right pan. Like yeah, he's he and so I guess he has to make this shit. There's no like. Well, he know. says that he has what well, I think it's his grandmother make it for him, but occasionally she'll she'll kind of like sidestep something, and so he can't trust her. Bro, there is someone enabling this human like this. Well, it had to have been enabled as a child because you don't get that far. I mean, he's 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 been doing it for seventeen years. So what I was assuming. Oh, so this fool was eating nothing but mac and cheese as a kiddo. Yeah, and it's kind of haunted him. And now he's he's a grown man. He's you know he's in his 
mid twenties. I hate to say it, man, but I feel like my kid'd be haunted by ass whoopings, not haunted by mac mm-hmm. and cheese. He'd be like, Man, every time I went to say I would eat nothing but mac and cheese, my dad whooped my ass. And well, that's the funny <laughs> like, thing is, is he's like he said he's even tried things that he knows taste good and is actually really good, really has a lot of flavor, but it's also sensory overload. And he also has a problem di- like choking it down. His, he is consistently stuck with the, in this like, no, man, relationship with mac and no, cheese. No, man. I ain't hearing none of that, bro. He needs someone around with a big stick. <laughs> like, he needs like an old Zen monk, bro, with like a fucking stick of bamboo just knocking the shit out of him. Every time he complained about eating anything other than what was absolutely provided right now. Well, so the problem is, is that that's he crazy. right is that he was the he was basically appeased, right? That's I mean, insane. That's, and it and it exacerbated some sort of psychological disorder that he had. It's like right? it's it's like it's like what there had to have been a point whenever they were just like eating regular stuff all the time, and then like. They had mac and cheese, and the next day he was like, I want mac and cheese. And the next day he was like, I want mac and cheese. And the next day he was like, I want mac and cheese. And eventually they had to be like, no, bud, no mac and cheese. And he was like, I'm having my mac and cheese. And like, it just like, like, how did that, like, how did that spiral? How did that battle go down, bro? Like, how I think it goes down as the, I, I don't know if you remember the height of COVID. You like remember like the height of COVID? Yeah, I mean, I lived through it. That's what I'm like, saying. It's I like, was an adult. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know, but like, I don't know if it's just like people remember how. I mean, I did a lot of drugs. <laughs> so, like, at the height of COVID, there were all these, like, what I would say is after school moms who, like, only deal with their children three to four hours a day. Probably four hours in the evening, maybe. An hour, and then an hour, hour or two in the morning. Hour or two in the morning. And when the height of COVID hit and they're shutting down schools, you have grown ass women, like, what am I going to feed my child? What am I going to do with them for 18 hours a day? And I'm like, bro, my mom was a mom who had to do that. Cook for us, be around us. She wasn't a four to five hour fair weather mom. So it's just kind of like, this had to have been like a fair weather mom who was like, just, he's gonna eat mac and cheese, fuck it, let him eat it. As long as he's putting some kind of food he's in He's not that, throwing a fit. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be it. That's got to be just, like, the ultimate level of enablement, like, ever. I can't imagine it. I, I, I mean, I just can't even imagine. I, I mean, I you watch the show, like, uh, Intervention enough, you, you just see, like... I never watched it. No, I'm just saying, if you ever get a chance and you watch the uh, episode of, like... Uh, it's like know, the same shit with drugs. With, with drugs. They're like, Tammy won't stop doing heroin. I need 20 bucks. No, Tammy, you're going to use it on heroin. Here's the 20. It's just like, fuck, dude. Like, that took you 30 seconds. Well, you're like, you're going to, I mean, but at the, at the end of the day, Tammy's going to steal the 20 from you or sell her blood or pour herself out. So maybe it's not as bad as that. You're just, because, I mean, but, it, but I mean, we're, both, be, we're both I mean, fat. Bro, we're both fat guys. No, I mean, no secret I mean, behind it's it. It's got to be pretty bad if you're. 17 years in on eating none of the mac and cheese, you know what I'm saying? Well, me and you are both fat guys. We're big dudes. We, we're we heavier. So, like, food is that great drug. It's the greatest drug in the world because nobody considers it a drug. I don't know, man. I think LSD is the best drug in the no, world. No, I'm talking about, like, it goes undetected. It goes unscrutinized. It's just great. What I mean by that is, they, you know, even when they try and regulate it by telling us we can't have as much soda, we're like, it's just that's just Coca-Cola. You can't regulate that. 
You know, it's the it's the it's the kind of it's that secret. You know, I mean, I don't think they should regulate. I think people should be able to do whatever drugs they want. Oh, I'm just saying, like like they can't. If you want to drown yourself in Coca-Cola, that's cool. I want to do MDMA on the weekend. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just like it as a drug is so it's just so powerful that people don't even consider it a drug. It doesn't even it doesn't get regulated. Sugar straight up hits the same like if they whenever they do the scans of people's brains. It hits the same part of your brain as cocaine. Well, like it is literally food industry cocaine. That is also poison. Well, so like the, it's, it's, yeah, it's, anything it, refined down to its you know white powder is poison. You know, not necessarily all cases, man. But in sugar's case, it's definitely. I feel well, like, I mean, like white flour. Listen, man, I I feel like sugar. I feel like as a grown ass adult who consumes sugar pretty regularly, right? Yeah. I feel like if you're thinking of sugar as anything other than poison, you're thinking of sugar incorrectly. Well, like you need to have like a skull and crossbones <laughs> on everything that has sugar in it. I think that's what they need to start doing. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean the so the funny thing is is there there's a there's a there's a newish old Amazon show uh, where the it's basically a group of of like individuals going after what was left of the Nazis in like the late 60s hell yeah early 70s and the whole thing was they were in Argentina for (laughs) show so the whole backstory is is that the Nazis are underground now but they're still trying to eliminate the 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 lesser peoples the 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 their uh, mission statement has not changed yeah exactly and what (laughs) is their mission statement turned into well we're gonna get rid of them by introducing the most addictive substance ever which was corn syrup Corn syrup, you know, corn, that everything that was that's sugar related that feeds lower income people and gives them diabetes and colon cancer and you know the plethora of things that lower income people have to deal with because they're in either food deserts or it's just easier because it doesn't cost as much to get the stuff that is high in fructose corn syrup and high in. Listen, dog, if you got six dollars, okay, Mm -hmm. and you can go and get. Six fully prepared frozen meals, yeah, or a handful of vegetables. You're gonna, I mean, you're gonna go for the frozen meals. All you have is that six dollars. Yeah, right. Like if you have a hundred dollars, you can play it a lot differently. You know what I'm saying? Like you can get all those other stuff, and like you can make each of those six dollar increments in that hundred dollars go a lot further, right? Yeah. Um, but whenever you only have six dollars, right, like you're definitely gonna go for like good and hungry jack. You know what I'm saying? And like that's when they're gonna like get your ass. That's when they get your ass, bro. So last thing before we're gonna wrap it up, we're in the ten minute mark. I think that's perfect for this uh for this kind of like nah, bro, topic. This, this episode needs to go so much longer than ten minutes. Are you Ooh, crazy? No, the topic. The topic. Not the episode. <laughs> so I think but but what I will say is this to wrap up this topic in a, in maybe in, in another two or three minutes, I wanna know your food that would basically be your selective eating disorder. Like what would you think you would basically connect yourself with as your selective eating disorder? Spaghetti. Oh, I would fucking eat all the spaghetti in the world. Listen, I could eat spaghetti every day as it is. And but like, listen, bro, you gotta drown the whole plate in Parmesan cheese. So like, my like, thing, like, like the like, if I go to the if I go to the fancy restaurant, like the waiter's definitely gonna be like looking at me like, why the fuck you still have me grating this Parmesan cheese? And I'm just gonna have to be like, bro, just leave me the Parmesan brick. Like, I want the brick in the shredder. It's mine. Like, go get another one from the back and do the job elsewhere. Like move I, on, move on, leave the. I will, I will take care of this block of parmesan. You just take care of yourself, but 
I think I gotta, I'd like to say mine is like hamburgers or pizza, but I honestly think that it's a tried and true bologna sandwich, man. Like bologna lettuce, tomato sandwich. Like it was one of those things where like when you're a kid and much like me, I wasn't really a picky eater. So when nobody else was like, everybody was like, oh, bologna's this. I'm like, like throw, throw me a bologna sandwich together and leave me alone, man. I got this. Like, so I'd like to pretend that it's something like everybody would like. No, I mean, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to eat pizza every day. I'd be more than happy to eat some extravagant no thing. No one would man. be more than happy to eat anything every day. Yeah. Like after, after 12 years, you'd be like, fuck this pizza. <laughs> you just, you're, you're, oh my God, fuck this your pizza. Your mouth is just, just raw and Could you calloused have... from it's literally but the funny thing is is uh he might be in some controversy right now but you know we got to bring up dave portnoy because he's been he's been chowing pizza for a long time now he's got the one bite everybody knows the rules going to every bristol pizza place from here to nantucket and he i just i have to imagine after a while that has to be a miserable you know that you know that homie's got a pizza in Walmart now. Yeah, it's one bite, right? That's what yeah. it's called. That has to be like a, but he's. I mean, he did it in a genius way, right? He knew where he was going with it. Go homie, homie did good. He knew where he was going with this. He wanted a, a pizza in store. I mean, you know, yeah, it might just be like waste fun. Who knows? Yeah. There's no telling. Who knows? Who knows with that dude? So, like, what I'm saying, like, he has to, like, he has to be over pizza. Mm-hmm. For point. sure. Bro, right. your your bologna sandwich answer triggered a a, 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 a an A like asterisk answer for Oh, me. okay, let's hear your would asterisk. Be, would be chips and salsa. Bro. Oh god, yeah. I'm a right? fiend for chips and salsa. The, so 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 the truth is that I eat chips and salsa most every day period as it is already. The the funny thing so, is like, I'm already is like, like kinda there. Was, I'm such a chips and salsa guy that I will literally I don't care. I'll get to a Cedars salsa. So everybody, everybody hear us out. Remember, we said we're both big guys. So these are things that you should avoid if you don't want to be like yeah, heavy, fluffy. Yeah, big guy. Uh, stick with the half cup of uh, raw, uh, like no flavor chicken and raw raw vegetables. Bro, ice water and twenty minutes on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, like that's what you need: ice water and treadmill time. But in that, we're going <clears throat> to basically go to the second. Yeah. So, topic. So you you want to hear that? So yeah. So this is uh Sophie. I don't know how to say her last name. Uh, Erstra. I'm assuming. Yeah, she's see, from, I don't even know what you're talking about here. She's bro. from. You gotta, you gotta help me. Yeah, out. she's from Brass Against, which is a brass band that does cover of metal songs. Oh no! Oh no! No! No, yes. no! No! And so she has oh, to no. take. Oh no! They took the most oh, no. monstrous piss you've ever seen. And gets someone off the off the in the crowd and puts them on stage, drops trow and just basically pisses all over them. Guys, my legs are like actively shaking right now. It's giving me so much anxiety. I haven't even seen the video. I refuse to see the video because it's so goddamn nasty to me that this this human being. I mean, I was I, I supposing that like he was willing or this. Yeah, guy, he's willing. Yeah, like, he's this willing. Like was she was she like saying to the microphone like. Somebody get up on stage! I want to piss on you. She's singing while she's pissing on him, so I don't know. So, so it's like, just like pulling someone on stage, so like, and then just like. So like, what I'm trying to say is that there's no way that that man could have consented, unless she was like, "I'm gonna piss on you," and he was like, <laughs> trip, trip, trip. and he was like, "My life won't be complete till I turn your face into the toilet seat." <laughs> but uh, for real, for 
but there's look, look she had she I swear to God bro I swear to fucking God if someone pisses on my face without my consent I'm power bombing them into the night of the spirit like they're going to the shadow realm bro like it's well so like I I think it was all consensual and she cleaned up her her mess. So no one had to like like she came out with a paper towel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she cleaned up her mess. Like the band, the band like puts out an apology and like this isn't how we want to be represented. Uh, like you know, right nobody, then, or yeah. Like, well, it was like a, I think it was like a day after. So like, what happens? Like, so like she pisses on this dude, right? So like, is he like laying on his back? Yeah, he's laying on his back and just you know. Oh my god. Taking in the uh, oh my god. taking so, in the the I shower. Think, oh my god, that's so fucking gross, and. So like, but here's the problem: like so when like, when the dust settles and your adrenaline's gone and you've been pissed on, bro, and you're out you're, in the world, whoa. you gotta drive home. Yeah, you're like there. I mean, assumedly they're gonna give you a band shirt at that point. And do you use your shirt or the band shirt to wipe up the piss? Oh, I mean, do you do you keep the piss shirt? I mean, I mean, this... I, I mean, the truth is, you use whatever you can to get the piss off you, and like, you just gotta be like, hey, production team, <laughs> the talent just pissed all over me and I definitely need to get home. Someone go fetch me a t-shirt and like someone from production is going to summon a t-shirt for you if they're doing it right, right? Like if they don't summon a t-shirt for you after you just took a golden shower for the sake of their show. So you just finished watching Flyleaf. She pisses on you. You know, you're I'm no longer a fan. (laughs) I'm no longer a fucking fan. What do I do with my PlayStation piss covered shirt? I mean, Um, I burn it. I (laughs) send I send it to the same place that I power bombed her to. Like I'm gonna power bomb her six feet into the ground, and like wherever her soul went is where I'm sending that shirt. I'm going to say both consenting parties. Yeah, there's a mess. I mean, what do you do about it, man? Unless there was like, unless it was egregious, and she's just like, "You in the front," and just like drops crown, turns over, and pisses on him, then it's like a skunk situation. You want to kick it into the woods. But it, other than that, man, it was just like two consenting adults. The guy just like sits down and takes a face full of. I could just imagine bath. her like flashing her pussy like Miley Cyrus and just pissing all over the crowd, <laughs> like like like. I mean, Iggy Pop would throw his blood into the crowd. I mean, oh, can't just, get much worse than that, disgusting. right? Disgusting. Oh man, why do people go to shows, bro? Speaking of shows, bro, people got done in by Crowd Crush at a Travis Scott concert. So there's this like, there's this. This uh, is why you gotta have two stages at concerts that big. Like whenever you can't have just like one headliner, whenever there's two stages. So there's um, two stages going, and then you're like, oh, we're gonna consolidate everything to one stage. It's so like, I went oh, to the Warp Tour twice, and I got to go to ACL once. Uh, when I went to the Warp Tour, the like three years actually, I got to go to the Warp Tour. The second year I went, I went to go see Paramore because I was obsessed with Paramore. She was like my Paramore. Like she, yeah, she's gorgeous. She had, she's yeah, great. She was awesome. I loved her. Ain't so, ain't wrong with her. so I think was it, um, might have been Rise Against her. It might have been uh, well, insert punk rock band in early two thousand seven here. Uh, they come out and everyone rushes the stage and they completely take out this like maybe you know 17 18 year old kid uh you know girl at the time i was like 17 or 18 and i'm with my friend and like everybody looked to together and we're like push the crowd back and someone picks her up and just it just kind of like 
it kind of makes you sad that there was nobody in there that was just like you know there was no rational mind in there man drake comes out and they bomb rush the stage yeah you know? and this is travis scott's kind of like mo and it's happened a number of it's times like, this is something that like rap fans y'all need to hear as someone who's been in like an untold number of mosh pits yeah when you knock someone down you pick them up it's just an unspoken rule when someone says you're pit. crushing them you stop crushing them you know what i'm saying like these things are like simple dog like you got like you can't be can't be crushing people you know what i'm saying like it goes all the way back, like like to the to the back person. Like whenever people are saying like, "Hey, we're getting crushed," like everybody has to back up because you can't be doing that. And furthermore, you can't be trampling people. You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah, like I've been in mosh pits, bro, and like you know, it, it's all polite. You know what I'm saying? Like like that that view of that concert ain't worth stepping on somebody. You're you're gonna you're gonna get home. You're gonna really get home and be like, "Wow, I've stepped on that person and like walked over that person to get a better view of and, this." A victim, per, uh, an actual victim, taking a picture of herself with a foot mark on her. I mean, with a shoe print on her face. Like, that tells you. That's insane. That, 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 that's like, that's the, that's intentional level of pressure, man. You're you're wanting to get over that person. Bro, whoever stomps on that person's face is a piece of shit. Like, just period. Like, just period. Like, that, that person's an asshole. So there was a number of times where, he, I, where he's actually, like, you know, Think he's gotten a crowd member to like jump off of a jump off of a high rise like stage. Yeah, scaffolding. So it, I mean, lighting fixtures. It's it's not when everybody seemed to come out and were genuinely surprised that something like this could happen. There was a number of people who were Travis Scott fans. Yeah, so or, it's like, bro, uh, I've been at like big festivals where like, bro, shit's getting wild. Like motherfuckers, motherfuckers are jumping off shit. They're doing walls of death. When I've seen, like, you know, it gets wild, and, like, I'm all for that, you know what I'm saying? But it's, like, it's much more on the crowd. Like, I, like, because Travis Scott... He has a hundred other things he's trying to... Well, like, I'm not going to sit here and defend Travis Scott, you know what I'm saying? Like, whenever you, you know, whenever you start seeing bodies getting crowd surfed out, you know, shit needs to... You know, someone needs to come out and be like, hey, man, like, we we got heavy shit going on. But, you know, I understand that, like, it's normal for, like, paramedics to be pulling people in and out. People are fucking dying of drug overdoses in those crowds. Not just that, though. I mean, like... And so, but but ninety eight degrees surrounded by you a hundred times over. But, what I'm, but what I'm saying is that the responsibility is on the individuals who did the crushing and the trampling, mm-hmm. right? Like there were people there who were part of that, and like those are the people who like on the back end whenever their whenever their heart is weighed against the feather of truth yeah. in the hall of Anubis, right? Like they're gonna have to reconcile with that within their own heart. And well, like that's gonna be a that's gonna be a motherfucker, bro. Cause like that's some heavy shit to do to somebody, man. On top of, I mean, the thing is, like I said, the, you got ninety eight degrees surrounded by you in every direction. I mean, that's that's a quick way to pass out, man. And you're high on drugs yeah, that are causing your your heart rate and your heart rate to be elevated and your yeah. body temperature to be elevated. Yeah, you're already kind you're of you're walking around at a one hundred and one instead of a ninety seven. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then you're surrounded by all that body temperature. It's an it's inevitable for for someone, anyone, a bunch of people to pass out from that, and I mean. Me being at, like the the last concert I truly remember going to was uh the ACL and it was when uh the uh, curfew had changed in Austin so you couldn't pay play past eleven and you had excuse yeah, me yeah the, there was like a curfew that had set so when ACL hit that the, when was this this was God, this was a while back this was when Kanye West was wasn't even with Kim Kardashian this was a lot. This was pre-COVID, pre-everything. They had changed a lot of rules for for uh, ACL. 
and different concert venues. Uh, so I'd say okay. probably about 2013, wow. 2012, maybe. I think it's just like big enough concert can't play so late. Yeah. So um, we had um, we had the Kanye West on the on the on the far side of the park, and then you also had Coldplay on the other side. You know what, bro? What's I'll that? Tell I was working as a stagehand at that ACL. I set up that Kanye West stage. <clears throat> I was under the stage doing drugs. <laughs> that was one of the best shows. And so I had a... This doesn't particularly have anything to do with stage crushing. ACL, or, you're talking about at a, at a Zilker Park, right? Yeah, Zilker Park, yeah. Yeah, that was the Bud Light stage that year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I set that shit up, bro. And so he comes out and he's like, he's like, we're not supposed to go past 11. Because, you know, new ordinance, we're talking about ordinance. But anyway, so the funny thing is, is uh, someone's like, I'm going to go see Coldplay. Kanye sucks. And I'm like, sir, like, sir, are you, are you serious? Like, I'm not shitting on Coldplay. They're, they're a great band. They have great songs. But you're going to go to ACL and you're not going to go see Yeezy. You're not going to go see Kanye West. You're not going to experience that like level of like <clears throat> I will, genius. I mean... You know, say what you want about him, but he puts a level of entertainment into whatever he does to the nth degree. And I, like I said, I'm not knocking. Well, badass, badass show from my angle. You know, so I'm just saying. I think in any other they had, they, they had naked chicks back there. They, 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 well, if you remember correctly, they had the silhouettes of them. Yeah, they, 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 they were on top of the boulders. They yeah, had huge so, boulders on each side. That yeah, were, so so there were actual like, naked chicks back there with like lights like, broadcasting. Like they were, yeah. they're broadcasting the actual silhouettes of naked chicks. And like yeah. I happened to fucking catch a glimpse of that, which was neat. But I mean, I didn't stick around gawking. I had, <laughs> yeah, I had drugs to do down underneath mm-hmm. like the stage with like people who were actively on the run from the law. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're good, it's the uh, it's the carny of the. Uh, of the new generation, just kind of running around building stages and oh, stagehands are a bunch of felons, bro. Don't don't make any mistake about that, bro. Like, yeah, sta- stagehand uh, people who do stagehand work, people who um, they they're like roaming tribes, like they uh, like you know like uh, like the WWE, right? Yeah, they fucking set their shit up everywhere. So like they got like a core group of fucking dudes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you were like, telling me that you had it down to a science. You got you got oh, really they had, into it, right? Oh, they had me look. They had me. Uh, I've been doing it for a couple of years, and they had figured out that I was big and strong and work hard and smart. And they had me uh, doing a uh, managing the loaders, which you know it's just like a defined role, right? But like they would get like the big strong dudes to like heave ho all the shit out of like the fucking yeah <laughs> out of the trailers and onto the stages and shit and they were called the loaders and um you know, everybody else would be like working throughout the day you know what i'm saying like doing all this and that and um and but they were working out of the totes yeah exactly you know what i'm saying so our job was just to get the totes there and so we would work real hard to start and then had a big break and we would work real hard to finish and before they always had a you know, just like lazy dudes who would, you know, just like drag it out, right? It would take them all day, and like, you know, the rest of production would wind up being like slowed down at points because the boxes weren't there, and they're like, where's it at? And they're like, we're just still loading it. Um, I went in there and like cracked a whip, and like the best way, you know, I was like, look, guys, we get this shit done in two hours. We get to hang out for eight hours. You could fucking leave. You could get in your car and leave and come back 
Because if we're going to take the same amount of time to load up, so we're going to bust our ass the same way. So like, we're only going to work for a total of four hours and get paid for and I imagine fourteen. And bro, we had that shit down. And I imagine down, like down by the time I was leaving, by the time I left. Well, I imagine like much like you. I mean, that's exactly what I did at uh, at that concert. I, I managed the loaders at, at ACL that year. Yeah, imagine much much like selective eating disorder. I imagine hearing Kanye's set the eighty third time was like, yeah, I'm gonna go and get a slice of pizza somewhere far away from you know Oh if you're if you're on the team that roams around with uh with with, with Kanye's team or whatever, yeah, that would get real redundant. Yeah, you're just yeah. kind of like you you know, you've seen everything. You could probably you know, you probably build that stage in, in your sleep. So you're just like, let's build it, let's roll out, get some local fair let's get some local fair under our belt and roll back in before, you know, curtain. See if we can go find some weed. So anyone know where to find some weed in this city? So we kind of we kind of traversed that topic pretty interesting. It didn't end up finishing. Uh, so it, it ended definitely up finishing. meandered in some good yeah. some weird directions. Yeah, I right? love it. I'm, My I'm, professional I'm, experiences as a stagehand. Uh, Listen, I'll tell from piss to stagehand. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Anybody who is ever looking to get into a big concert, just walk in and tell them that you're with the that you're with the stagehands and that you're running late and that you need to get there now. And like the person working security don't know better. They they're making they're making $10 an hour. They don't know. You know, but if you like act like you're urgent and like they'll let you in. Like they'll let you in. With the stagehand, man. Yeah, I'm a stagehand, but they need me in the back, you know. Like like I'm supposed to be doing this and that. And, and it's, it's but it's it's, it's that it's the confidence, right? You have to have the confidence behind it. It's the disparity. Yeah, the disparity. Yeah, it's it's like the, the bigger the concert and the more desperate you are, the more they're like, ah, oh, fuck, all right, go, bud, like go get your money. It's like you, it's it, it's. You know I mean, you have to be confident to act that dis, to act that desperate. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got it's it's real. Yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta believe it. Yeah, it's gotta be real. You know what I'm saying? You gotta walk up and like be in full on fucking. <coughs> I need to get to work mode. So we're gonna we're gonna traverse to the next topic, which is, you know, time and shooting your shot. So this kind of came from a personal experience. Uh, we'll call it a crush. We'll call it just you know, kind of wanting to get to know someone. Uh, I go to the local farmers market. If you want to know where where I live, it's somewhere outside of Austin. It's a nice little town, and we have a farmers market. And there just so happened to be an attractive an attractive woman there who uh, over time I kind of developed uh, wanting to be getting to know her better and I asked for a number and she subsequently took mine instead and you know, it kind of fizzled from there but uh, you know the thing about it was was that the younger less less experienced more angsty me would have taken it as an L and probably been a little jaded by it but um, you've dealt with them through some other business form but listening to Prof and, and uh, preach and listening to uh you know some other guys i listen to sometimes you just got to take that l and learn from it and kind of don't even take it as like something bad l's are important i would tell you right now but as someone who (coughs) is in his own mind successful in business yeah right a lesson that i've learned is that uh failure is a necessary part of success like you're going to do Poor, you're gonna you're gonna fuck stuff up. You gotta, but that's how you figure it out. Like you're not gonna know what doing it right looks like unless you trial and error your way through doing it uh, to the best of your ability without any previous experience. Like you gotta take that first attempt. No, 
no no bird ever hopped out of the nest and just flew the first time. They all face plant, you know. Yeah. And they all kind of chicken flop around. They all got to figure it out, and it's all it's all a process. But and like, so you got to know that the whole time aspect of this was me just taking that that kind of like last like kind of step towards it. Yeah, I've been putting it off, putting it off, and then I hear from her finally that. You know, you learn these things. You you should know these things by now. I should know these things by now because it's just the it's just the nature of being human, of being living on this earth. There always just seems to be some kind of chaotic thing that's going to make you urgently do something. So in this point was that she was going to be out of town for a long period of time. So now this was literally the time to shoot my shot because I had wasted so much time previously was could have been the, even the reason why she was like oh he's fair weather he took this long to ask i'm not trying to infer or read too much into it but that's where my head goes because i i subsequently let time you know and my could, inability you, to you couldn't put her in a tough spot it's hard to be like oh yeah let's get to know each other now that i'm leaving yeah you know yeah, what i'm saying like too. you know but you know Come back around whenever she comes back to town. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whenever she, whenever she's more available, right? Like she's obviously you're not going to be like the most available right now. Whenever she's like, and that's that's that may have been a psychological thing on my part since I knew she was going to be out of town. You built in an excuse for yourself. Yeah, like I knew she was going to be it's out like, of town. Oh yeah, so if she tells me no, she was leaving town. And it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, well, I mean, it's a safe gamble. You know what I'm saying? But you know, at least you put it out there, and you know, you can you can always circle back whenever she's back in town and is more available and you know there's so, that so yeah that was just kind of my my whole crux of this conversation is like where we where we kind of like misuse time we miss we use it as like a marker although time is basically an illusion it's non-existent yeah you know we we mark everything by age and by decay and by certain things when in all honesty i had whether it was that day to you know or the next day after i you know maybe i should have taken the initiative but I to myself had all the time in the world and I really you know in all honesty no one ever does you know so I mean the truth of the matter is that the only time that you have is the present moment here and now and you got to do with that what you want and you did you know what I'm saying you did you you shot your shot with the moment that you had right um it's just you got to be in that state of mind all the time right like I, I, I live in a state of like always doing whatever occurs to me you know what I'm saying because yeah. like I'm and, here and now. This, I'm and this like, doesn't just go into relationships or building friendships or yeah, yeah, talking, talking to the pretty girl. Yeah, I'm talking about a lifestyle. That's what I'm like saying. I yeah. walk around and like literally like as I pass through the passing moment, going between here and there. Yeah. Right. I'm like doing whatever occurs to me. Right. Like I'm not. I, I'm. I'm almost never being like. Oh wait, I'll do that later. Yeah. Right. Because the only time to do it's now. Like. And, it, like. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I, I feel like. Uh, de- depression lives in the past and anxiety lives in the future and like the like happiness only really exists like right here right now and like being chill and happy and zen with it and so it, I just like try and do whatever serves my soul to the best of my ability every moment as it passes and it's I mean it's just it was my own like way of kind of sidestepping the issue right you can't get hurt if you don't put yourself out there and I kind of made myself unavailable to be hurt by her by me leading on the time and letting her mm-hmm. be unavailable mm-hmm. so it, it's it's a it, an l is a learning experience in any endeavor um, well man it sounds like you it sounds like you you know learned a little bit about yourself already and you know uh, you'll be able to you'll be able to do better with it moving forward yeah. sure so you know 
anything else on that topic of time and I mean on the subject of shooting your shot you know if you have a one percent chance every time right like all you need to do is shoot a hundred shots you know like one of them is mathematically guaranteed to go in and you know that's the and you'd be surprised how many times you know people are like nah at first and then like 2 a.m. comes one day and they're like shit man that dude's nice you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they remember. People remember, you know what I'm saying? As long as you're, like, polite and sweet and available, you know, shit's cool. You know, shit's always real cool for people, so, you know, don't. Just try not to be a jerry about it. No, I mean, don't be a germ, you know, don't, don't, don't let your, you know, don't, don't put your, don't put your tail in the air, but, you know, like, you know, shoot you a nice, polite, confident shot, let them know that, you know, you enjoy their company, and if they enjoy yours, they can hit you up anytime, and they will. You know, right. If you do that enough, right? If you do that a hundred times, Someone's gonna get bored enough or horny enough or <laughs> drunk enough or X, X enough, right? Like yeah. there's gonna be whatever it needs Insert to be enough that, yeah, that, yeah, that day. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it, it's all a matter of like putting yourself out there and letting whoever digs your flavor uh, get their taste whenever they want it. So on to the last one. This is this is straight from you. Also, have... this is this is an interesting one that happened between some friends of mine um, that. I found particularly interesting that I had actually brought up to them, and that was who would win in a fight between uh, the Hulk or Spider-Man. So the the Hulk is inevitably powered by anger and just being hit. The harder you hit him, the more you come at him, the more of that anger and frustration builds to make him more of a Hulk. So. Mm-hmm. I think that it wouldn't actually be Spider-Man who would defeat him, but probably Peter. You yeah. know, I know this sounds kind of weird, and I'm, maybe I'm taking it too heavy, no, I mean, no, too heavy of a no, shot. No, but no, like, say your, say your piece. But like, it, it'd probably be Peter, because Peter's genuine. Like, if you ever you know read the comic books or you know watched the cartoon series or even caught the caught the TV show, they pick the most genuine, sweet guys. They pick these guys who who inevitably kind of more than you know more than they're more than just the spider-man suit i mean they're they're tom holland they're garfield they're um you know toby so you 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 know you get the peter parker who's a genuine guy i mean who in the in, in the most part is someone who could probably at any time get mary jane but only only earns her through you know only wants her through being peter not spider-man yeah. You know? So if he's gonna if he's gonna contend with the Hulk, I don't think he's gonna go in at Spider Man. He's gonna go in Peter, and he's gonna probably kind of reason with what's left of Bruce in there, right? And pull that back out. I mean, you think that Peter Parker's gonna hit the Hulk with a talk no jutsu? <laughs> like he's gonna he's gonna yeah. hit him with the Naruto treatment? Yeah, right? exactly. He's gonna get he's gonna get Bruce to come out of there and. Maybe, so uh, that's a real interesting take, right? Um, that's not how I see it going personally. Okay, well, let's hear your take, man. Well, so, I, well so I mean, I'll explain the, the the thing that made it so interesting between the conversation that I witnessed, and the, it's basically the two sets of plot armors that both these characters rock, right? Like the Hulk doesn't lose because he can get like, but if he if he can't beat you, that makes him angrier and it makes him stronger, and then he beats you. Yeah. Right, but then also, uh, Spider Man apparently has some type of like plot armor where he's just like always one step stronger than the bad guy. Like, he apparently like never really loses fights, 
at all. And um, so, like, you have you ever seen Spider Man lose a fight? You read the comics? I have never really seen him lose like maybe a, a non important fight. There has been occasionals. I think like he's lost to Venom. He's lost to uh, maybe. But like, but like battles, not the war. Every time, you know what I'm saying? No, like, yeah. So yeah, I would say you're right. Like, if, like, like if he takes that micro L, like figure yeah, out what he needs to do. Exactly. He comes back yeah, and gets the you're big right. So I would, I would agree. He, <clears> and so, and so you have these two guys who like know this. You know it's, the, it's the unstoppable force meets immovable yeah. object. Yeah, and so um, you know, one person was like the Hulk would keep getting angrier and stronger and faster until he ultimately capped out Spider-Man and the other guy was like, doesn't matter. You know, Spider-Man would fucking step left, trip the Hulk, tie him up, and sort of, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like how Spider-Man does. You know what I'm saying? I like, think that's from the sarcastic nature of who Peter Parker is, right? It builds that to like an nth degree, right? Yeah. Because Peter Parker, because he has to traverse this being a dork and being a nerd, and being kind of this outcast in in high school culture and you know life in general and and being in the and the being a photographer and you know dealing with all the personalities there he he uses that in a sarcastic wit to sidestep stuff so it only makes sense that spider-man uses it in the way of actually fighting yeah. It's a sarcastic. It's like way. it's like judo. It's yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna take your weight and trip. Exactly. He's but, he's found the sarcastic element of fighting. But to make a to make a long story short, man, I think the Hulk rips Spider Man in half. Honestly, like I said, I think if it's Hulk and the Spider Man, Hulk's got him beat, just for the sheer nature of who the Hulk is. If we're going like Peter Parker versus Bruce Banner, I, mean, I think we're, I mean, we're going. Yeah. In the, in the in the conversation that was the impetus for this conversation, I even brought up Planet Hulk. Yeah. Which, you know, where Hulk like takes over everybody. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, that's not canon. We're not going to consider that. And I would tell everybody right now, I don't give a fuck what's canon, what's not. I'm not keeping track of that. I don't know who puts the stamp on what is canon or isn't. I go by if those motherfuckers put in the effort to produce it, promulgate it, and profit off of it, then it is worth consideration. I mean, we do that with Rick and Morty, right? Sure, so I don't give a fuck. I mean, no matter what it is, if they put it out there, I'm going to consider it. Like, you know, like, oh, they put out the comic book and that isn't considered canon. I don't give a fuck, bro. I saw that shit. They put it out. They like I witnessed it. There's no taking it back. There's no take backs. <laughs> no take. There's no, no take-, take backs in the art world. Yeah, there's no, no, there's no take backs in, in in Josh's world of perception. I saw the shit. I'm not gonna not consider it. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if it's like a less pure take on the subject than this than the take that you have. You purist. You know, I'm, I, I that they put it out there. I saw it. It was worth considering. And on Planet Hulk, Hulk killed everybody. Hulk won. Hulk wins. And, and and like I said, I think that if we're going Hulk versus Spider Man, we give it to Hulk. If we're going Peter versus Bruce, I'm giving it to Peter. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Peter definitely uh, is like the 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 clever whip on the fly, which is yeah. what it's gonna take, right? Bruce is like like a super smart dude, like would like come up with a gadget or like whatever he needed to, like over a long period of time. But like if yeah. they like happen to meet each other in the room. Peter would definitely like outbox him. Right? Yeah, I think that that's that. I guess like my interpretation of it is is who's going to get to the heart of the matter. But if we're going straight balls out, 
you know, bigger stick, it's got to be Hulk. You know, he's you would just, think, right? I would you think. Know, I would definitely think. I'm I'm going to have to agree with you on Hulk versus Spider Man, but I think I'm gonna have to go Peter versus you know, Peter wins versus Bruce. You know, so uh, I think that's uh, that kind of gives us a little bit more time to just kind of shoot the shit before we wrap this up. We're we're you know, kind of in the tail end of the episode, so uh, we're just gonna. Um, I want to kind of jump back to the selective food and just because this is this is a fat guy's podcast. That's people not getting their ass whooped enough. Yeah. That's all it's coming down to, bro. Maybe I'm, maybe I maybe I got my ass whooped too much as a kid. Maybe I'm a little abuse victim, you know, per per the per the modern standards, bro. I don't know, but I'll tell you right now, bro. I don't think we that like, like I my, would that like I would get my ass whooped if I didn't eat my food. My mom know? was one of those that was never wanting to make us uncomfortable around food, you know. So she was always the one that was like, "Well, if they don't want to eat it, we're not going to force them to eat it." But we're also going to make sure that they get that in their diet. Today, maybe mom has lost the battle, but she will win the war. You know, she will make sure that today you may get what you want, but understand that it's only because we're going to slowly introduce I mean, when did that stop? By the time you were 12? Oh, yeah, I'm sure probably. So, see, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, this motherfucker's a a grown-ass adult. You know what I'm saying? Like, by the time I was fucking 10, bro, it was like, bro. I think that you're, that's you're eating whatever the fuck we made. I, I mean, but I think that's kind of like the softening, or like the like the like I said, the pulling away. That's of just that parenting, poor, that's, right? that's just poor people shit, bro. Like we didn't have money for no different food. What you mean you don't want the hamburger helper we made? Eat that. What you mean you don't want the spaghetti we made? Eat that. What you mean you don't want the the, the hamburgers we made? But ain't nothing else to eat. Yeah, that, we you know we, you know, the funny thing is, is. We, I was talking there about was, there was never no extra grandma in the kitchen to like just happenstancely whip up some fucking mac and cheese anytime that like the primary meal that was produced for me wasn't satisfactory enough. That's just outlandish. We were talking about the perspective of poverty. Me and my me and my mom like to have a lot of discussions, and we were talking about the perspective of poverty through a child's eyes. Through the lens of a child and through the lens of an adult. And they typically don't even recognize it. They typically don't even know about poverty. It's just like, oh man, this is life. Yeah. So, and as an as an adult reflecting on the the way we react to things we don't get, as we get it to an adult and we kind of see the struggle on a on. For me, it's the nephew, it's the uncle struggle. So I don't have to worry about it as much if I can't afford it for them. It's not going to affect them negatively. It's merely just a gift from their uncle, you know. So I have the ability to kind of like remove myself from that equation. But with inflation prices the way they are and things getting a little bit more expensive, you do notice the, you know, the that social, you know, economic divide of where I know that, yeah, man, it's going to be a rough Christmas. You know, it's going to be a rough, you know, and yeah, we're not, you know, the the fridge isn't as full, things are more expensive, you know your dollar doesn't go as far, you know and so I like it. it's just kind of interesting seeing that lens of of poverty through diff, through the different you know. I mean, dog. Every ages. every day the cost of products is going up, and every day the average pay for the working class individual stands the same. It's that and that translates to every day it gets harder and harder for the folk like you and me. And mom and dad 
and on him and Uncle to go and make it. It's just that's just how straightforward, you know. Everybody's making the same money they ever were. Um, but I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, bro. I see the burger joints paying fifteen dollars an hour and shit these days. I remember making seven twenty five an hour. I mean, you know I think that it's, so. It just seems like it seems like places are trying to pay a little more, like they have to. But um, you know, it, it, the, the, I've seen the math. I've seen the graphs. You know, what I'm saying the the average pay for people is still pretty dang low, and the cost of goods is the 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 rate of change in the positive direction, like in terms of it costing more to live, um, is changing at a rate much faster than the ch- than the rate of change of people's pay. And whether you believe you know? it or not, or whether, I don't know, I, will, I, I never want to use the conspiracy theory thing, because whatever you believe or whatever you want to, whatever your stance is at that moment, at that time, I mean, you see the, you see these, these, um, what I would say is the new kind of ability to turn towns into just basically a work town. So Amazon is becoming the new factory that basically all, you know, all, all hail Amazon because mm-hmm. they've become the new king. I mean, they're, they're wanting to build cities that basically revolve around the, you know, the Amazon plant instead of the coal town. You know, they are the new coal town. You know, mm-hmm. buying up schools, buying up housing, you know, and inevitably making it so that you're solely putting up million square foot facilities. Yeah, solely devoted to a single corporation. Yeah, I mean we're 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 three years out to solely being controlled by Samsung. We don't even know how dangerous it's going to be when it comes to Taylor. And I don't mean in the sense of like uh, how dangerous it is going to be on you know if the water is going to be safe to drink after they're done with it. You know whether we're you know whether we're gonna get whether people are gonna get priced out of the town which they already are. I mean, what are the environmental effects? What are the you know the poverty aspect of you know what is that ratio going to be? Where are people going to go? Where are they going now? You know, it's a it's definitely something that as a child you just don't notice and you and you inevitably as a teenager crave that right? You want that, and then you get a little bit older and that that want and craving for the big city life and you see the kind of like uh toll it takes on on just natural resources and land and and homeowners and poverty it's very interesting you know everybody wants the big mall or the target or the samsung or the amazon without very little understanding of what it does to any average person living here I think it's interesting that Walmart came to kill Main Street and Amazon came to kill Walmart. I think the only thing that's going to kill Amazon is going to be Main Street. I think it's going to have to go circle all the way back to Main it's Street. The, it's the it's that inevitable. Just I think people itself. are going to have to. I think people are going to have to be down to pay fifty percent more for products on Main Street and to keep shops open. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you right now, bro, that like with like gifts and stuff, like I try real hard to get like handmade stuff here locally. You know what I'm saying? Like, I work, I, I try real, real hard to make sure that, like, my dollar goes to places where it isn't going to stop in the trust fund of a billionaire. And that's a great thing to do because you just kind of inevitably, it's that, it's the hundred, it's the thousand carts. Like well, there's a, well, well there's, a, there's a concept in economics called the speed of the dollar. Mm-hmm. And it's like how, like, I pay you and you pay the cashier and the cashier pays the the 
car, the guy who washed his car, and the guy who washed his car pays the guy who walked his dog, and the guy who walked his dog pays the guy who cleans his car, and the mm -hmm. guy who cleans his skin, like, you see all this yeah, kind of exactly. Well, like, whenever you go put your money in Walmart, it went from employer to you to mega corporation, and it stopped. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You see how that's bad? You well, see yeah, that's the, uh, that's it, the worker being separated from means of production well but right? the well, but the primary point is that uh the speed of the dollar turns into zero whenever it reaches the pocket of a billionaire yeah. like billionaires don't put the money back into the community right like whenever yeah. i paid offshore you, accounts like whenever i paid you and you paid the car detailer and the car detailer paid the dog walker and the dog walker well none of that happens like the, all that money that stays locally in an economy that allows for like the flow of actual money and goods Within a, within a real local economy, it doesn't exist whenever you put your money in Walmart. It definitely doesn't. And it doesn't exist whenever you put your money in in, 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 a, in Amazon. The best case scenario is that it like so a small portion of it goes back to paying the salaries of the people who work at those facilities. But like that's significantly less economic impact than you know giving your money to somebody who can give that money to somebody who can give that money to somebody who can give that money to somebody i mean we're watching this kind of strange affair happen where now amazon is wanting to go into box stores will they inevitably crushed but their way of doing box stores is way different it's you walk in with no with no 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 cash you're you're tied to your amazon account it goes off of your credit card you grab it it knows instinctively that you know Josh at 83 at gmail.com grabbed two snicker bars and a Pepsi and now that's gonna go boom straight to his G straight to his Amazon account and he doesn't have to pay the wallet the cash it, it just inevitably it just all ones, fucking happens yeah, on the back yeah that, 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 that ones and zeros <laughs> dropping in and you know where we, where we were talking about the money stopping at at a you know in a billionaire's pocket and never going anywhere else that's just kind of the the nature of the beast happening now and I, and i've heard that there's no way for it to consist consistently move in that direction something has to stop it right i mean i, I don't exactly know what that is though. you know what is that and i and, and also a weird thing is how only eating macaroni got us here but well i mean the bottom line is people have to be conscientious and take responsibility for their actions whether it's you're going to decide to eat something other than macaroni whether it weirds you out or not yeah and whether or not you're going to choose to spend your money locally even though it costs you 50 percent more to get the product locally and keep your money local than it costs to buy it off amazon and have it delivered by phantom organization you have to go and put yourself in these uncomfortable circumstances to lead a healthy life for you and the society as well and on that note i think we're kind of wrapping up uh thank you for Doing the second episode of the SUIL, I think that we want to get in a bang, bang. Bang, yeah, get in a special guest next uh, next go round. So no uh, promises, but we're gonna try. Yeah, well, no promises, but we definitely gonna try. Catch uh, some uh, podcasts that we'd have on Monkey Mouth. I'm gonna let my co-host here and let him kind of tell you what he does. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, Elias and I run the Monkey Mouth podcast network and i've got several podcasts on there i'm running the konoha companion which is an anime uh, a naruto centric podcast where we do an episode by episode breakdown uh, of every episode of naruto i also am doing armchair mma where i'm doing a review of every numbered ufc event um i'm also uh, co-hosting portal boys podcast which is a rick and morty centric 
podcast where we're uh, reviewing and talking bullshit about every episode of Rick and Morty, episode by episode, uh, Mikey and I. Um, and then outside of that network, I also uh, do some co-hosting with my buddy Clifton on his podcast, Post It Up. Um, and, you know, I've got some other stuff going on outside of the podcast, and but it isn't super relative. Um, and so that's the podcast stuff that we'd like for you to check out if you're going to check out anything else we got going on. So we'll see you on Portal Boys, hopefully, and hopefully we'll catch you uh, on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Shut Up, You'll Listen. And I was Elias. This and is Joshua. Thank you again. Peace.